Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on Thursday. Yep, this is War Room Day, where we uh, gather to, we activists, to watch the goings-on in the legislature. We do that from 8 to 3 p.m. I want to invite you to join us across the street from the legislature in the Ike Box Coffee House on the main floor behind the stage in the Bay Room. We'll be there today. And we'll be watching what's going on inside the legislature. By the way, i got to remind you, and thanks to Avis, on the 15th is the rescheduled Salem Reporter Free Town Hall on gun violence. You should get tickets for it. Doors open at 5 p.m. The event starts at 6, okay? All right. Hey, the, the legislature's got more money to spend on housing and addiction. Is that good? Should government spend more money on housing is is that our our role is that our job is it government's job to try to lower well they're not that's the problem they're not trying to lower the cost of anything you know what if tina kotek and the marxists in control of the legislature decided that the cost of groceries is too high and we're going to spend you know a few hundred million dollars to lower the cost of groceries you think that would work is that government's role to lower the cost of no it's never their role to lower the cost of anything but isn't that the root cause here hmm? think about it if the cost of housing is too high and people can't afford rent even with rent control, should government look at ways that they can actually reduce the cost of housing instead of spending another $500 million of your money? Also, there's a story in Willamette Week about fentanyl threatens Oregon's cherished bottle bill. What? The subheadline is, as lawmakers prepare this month to consider a major expansion, some people question whether the bottle bill has drifted off course. Well, duh. Huh. So people are using the bottle bill to go pick up bottles and cans and... They go take them to places like, you know, the Safeway. And there's a story about this guy who does that. He's 22 years old. His last name is Garza. He's a canner. They lug aluminum cans and glass bottles into 
the bottle return in an underground parking garage. Then they go into Safeway with small bills and change. And you know what they do with it? To buy fentanyl. This 22-year-old guy says 50 cans, just 50 cans, to be recycled. Buys him enough fentanyl to get him through the day. And of course, the story says that he ate from a pint of Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. He crashes on the street, looks for cans, redeems them at Safeway, buys more fentanyl. It's what we do, he said. So, is that not another fallout from the lie of the left? You know, that convinced Oregonians, hey, let's legalize drugs and the problem will go away. No, it's made it worse. So let me ask you this question. There's a story by Colonel John Mills who says that the, this is in the Gateway Pundit, the open border allows Chinese special operators to infiltrate into America. These are military Chinese nationals. They are elite soldiers. Okay. You suppose that might be a reason for us to shut down the border? I think it should be. Also, there's a Breitbart story, and get this. Loneliness is declared a public health emergency in all places north of San Francisco, San Mateo County. Loneliness, it's a public health emergency. For an estimated 45% of residents report difficulty with isolation and loneliness. San Mateo County. So, now, I mean, this is this is not a silent epidemic, folks. It's contrived. It's made up. It's nutty beyond nuttiness. Now, this is in Silicon Valley, basically. There were 17%, just 17% of U.S. adults questioned by Gallup, Gallup polling, in February of last year, so a year ago, said they had experienced loneliness the day before. Now, that was a year ago, 17%. However, today, according to somebody from the county's board of supervisors, some 45% of residents are struggling with isolation. Now, you know what this boils down to, and you know what they're going to do. We're going to have to find some money to help people deal with loneliness. So again, I want to ask you, 
Is that a proper role for government? Hmm? Is it? Is it what government should be doing? You know, spending your tax dollars to help people deal with loneliness. And you know um, who's really struggling with it? Teenagers and young adults. Now, why would that be? Uh, who spend a lot of time on social media courting to this official from San Mateo County, the Board of Supervisors. Now, this is not new because same kind of thing has been expressed over, the article says, over in the UK. Where the... <laughs> Where they have a, where the government appointed, I I kid you not, folks. The government appointed a so-called minister for loneliness. They're back in 2018, folks. So, let me ask you a question. You see, San Mateo has a lot of older people. These aren't young people. And they say they became especially isolated during the pandemic. Okay. I mean, I can can see that. You know, the message from government was shut the government, shut the country down, don't go anywhere, hole up in your home. Do you think that this so-called epidemic of loneliness which is now leading to it having been declared a public health emergency. Do you think it's real? Or do you think it's just another scam by government to get more money from you, the taxpayers, to waste on something that government has no business? I mean, I mean seriously, do you think that loneliness is a public health crisis? Think it is? And should we spend money? Is it a public health emergency? I don't think so. Hey, by the way, there's a story uh, in Just the News. That's John Solomon's great group. There's a California proposal for universal health care. Know what it does? It bans private care and it doubles government spending. Healthcare experts don't like it, and they say it would increase doctor wait times, it would increase shortages and strikes, and strikes in a public health care system that's already suffering from too few of doctors. Now, this proposal, and get this, by the way, it's been introduced before. California lawmakers reintroduced a proposal to mandate universal health care and ban private health care. Experts say that would cost $391 billion a year or $100 billion more at this. $100 billion more than the entire budget of the state of California 2024 through 2025. Okay, single-payer health care bill. Now, it passed last session, last year, 2023, in the House. It was shelved by the Speaker due to lack of a financing 
mechanism. So, so let me get this right. Oh, and by the way, the bill depends on whether the federal government will allow Medicare or Medicaid funding to go towards the system. With Medicare funding, it will still create an additional cost to the state of California taxpayers of $300 billion. Or $12,500 a year per household. But even higher, up to $500 billion without federal funding. So those of you that are in the federal health care system today, maybe VA, maybe you're in, maybe you're on Social Security, maybe you're on Medicare, maybe you're on Medicaid. What do you think about this? I mean, generally, is your experience with government-run healthcare good? Is it appropriate? Hmm. Especially if there's no private health care allowed. That's interesting, isn't it? What do you think about it? We'll talk to Art about it and others on the other side of the break. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke GMC talk line. Lots to talk about today. What do you think? Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, we are back, my friends. Great to be with you. It's uh, 622 in the morning. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220. .am or Jeff at KSLM bot news. By the way, in Canada, they outlawed private health care coverage, like California's thinking about doing. Guess what happened? According to this story, average wait time for seeing a primary care doctor to getting specialist treatment, because just like in Canada, just like in America, you got to see your primary care doctor first and then get referred to a specialist. That time frame grew last year in 2023 to the longest on record. Do you know how long it is? It's 27 weeks, almost 28 weeks. Hmm. How many weeks are there in a year? It's about half. So in other words, in Canada, if you get to see your primary care doctor and they need to refer you to a specialist for something, it takes six months. You get to go see that specialist. You think that might happen here? Hmm? 
Now, keeping in mind something, folks, the reason that this is um, important is because usually whatever insanity comes out of California in terms of public policy, Oregon tries to adopt. It's already been introduced many times here in Oregon. Universal health care. The big problem is they don't know how to pay for it. Now, the story in uh, the OPB today is the latest economic revenue forecast here in Oregon is apparently another extra $130 million from the last forecast in November. Now, keeping in mind, this is a two-year budget, and this budget ends on June 30th of this year. Then the new one begins. It's a two-year budget. And I think I misspoke. That's actually wrong. It's every other year. Yeah, so it would be in the odd-numbered year. So I'm wrong about that. We're in a current two-year budget. So they figured out they got an extra $130 million. And guess what? They are salivating like Pavlov's dog at the prospect, according to this OPB article, that the state has much as $1.7 billion that isn't spoken for. They haven't decided how to spend in the current two-year budget. Well, Tina wants $500 million for housing and another $100 million to go to homeless services. So if we have $1.7 billion more to spend than we didn't think we were going to have in this current two-year budget, why are they talking about creating a statewide property tax for public safety? Hmm. You got all this extra money, can't you put that into public safety? What do you think? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Friends, uh, I want to remind you, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is a contractor you can absolutely trust. I've had personal experiences with Eric. He's absolutely a man of honor and integrity. And you'll see the quality of the work that he does. He's got a great homepage at RighteousRenovations.com. I mean, truly, if you're thinking about any handyman kind of things, maybe you need to install new windows. Maybe it's just that simple. You should call Eric. Because his attention to detail is fantastic. And you can see it if you go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com. Give him a call, 503-341-3816-341-3816. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning to you. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, I got a solution for all those kids who are lonely. Give them a Bible. (laughs) Okay. Give them a Bible. Teach them that they're never alone. And guess what? (laughs) They won't have that problem any longer. As parents and grandparents, we have the responsibility of raising our children and grandchildren and teaching them these things. If we do it, then they're not going to be lonely, Jeff. And it won't cost a red cent. Except 
the investment of buying a Bible, uh, but that's an investment and one that I hope everyone would like to make because then the children and grandchildren won't be lonely, will know that they always got a friend who will stand by them and guide them throughout their life. You know, it's um, it's true. And that is, uh, it's, there's, a, there's a story today, Art, about how the Ten Commandments has been removed from a Kentucky courthouse. Everything you know to be right, that is the foundation of this nation, is God's laws. The left continues to attack it. So, yeah. what you're talking but, about, so, so yeah. should government hand out Bibles then to these loneliness people? Well, Jeff. Obviously, no, the government wants to get rid of religion instead of embrace religion. And that's their responsibility. But as long as we do our job, they can't stop the spread of the word, my friend. Amen. Thank you, Art. That's a great reminder of what's really important. Have a marvelous, marvelous day, Art. Tim, hang on through the break. We'll get to you on the other side. Back in a moment. It's 6.30. Oh, yeah, we're just getting started. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes before the top. Now, great to have you with us today. It's Thursday. It's War Room Day. You care about some of the crazy ideas being talked about in the Oregon legislature. You know that we've documented on this show. If you care about trying to, well, influence whether those bills move forward or they die in the legislative session, this 35-day session that kicked off on Monday, if you care about that, you should join us at the War Room today from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're right across the street from the Capitol building on the west end of the Capitol Next to the YMCA, we are at the Ike Box Coffee House. We're in the room behind the stage. Bring your laptop or your iPad. Get yourself connected. Because we're watching what happens in the legislature. Watching it live and in real time. We're watching hearings. Legislators come over and talk to us. Tell us the inside scoop about what's going on. And how you can help deal with the madness. You know, like, even though they haven't introduced the bill yet, they will. Again, universal health care. Story about that we're talking about today. If you're just joining us, Oregon's also got a bunch of money extra to spend. The latest revenue forecast. 
from yesterday. Yes, they got more money to spend, so let's spend it. You know, instead of lowering the cost of housing, the more people, you know, in the free market can, can buy a house. No, they want to try to raise the cost of housing because they're considering a constitutional amendment to create a statewide property tax. We're going to talk about that today in the war room. We'll talk about other bills there. So come and join us. Again, it's the Ike Box in the Bay Room behind the stage on the ground floor. There's a story about Chinese military special operators coming across the southern border by a former special operator, Colonel John Mills. We're talking about loneliness has been declared a public health emergency in San Mateo County in California, in Silicon Valley. Loneliness. Is that, and it's all about finding money to help people deal with their loneliness. Is that the job of government? Hmm. And then there's a story about fentanyl here in Oregon. The bottle bill, you know, the great bottle bill that allows you to go pick up a can along the roadway or, you know, recycle your water bottles and get some money back for it. You know who's doing that? I'll tell you who's doing that. The druggies that come to Oregon to get high every day on fentanyl. That's the story in the Willamette Week article. The headline is fentanyl threatens Oregon cherished bottle bill. Why? Because the druggies go pick up the free cans. And then they go in and get money for it. And then they go buy cheap fentanyl. Is it any wonder we have massive numbers of drug overdoses every day in Oregon? Story by Nigel Jaquist. And then there's this. And Rebecca, I'll get to you in just a moment here. (laughs) Then there's this. There's a story from the Daily Wire, Matt Walsh. The plan to reduce, and I'll get to Tim, hang on, I'll get to you in a second. Sorry, I, I forgot you're first. The plan to reduce the number of white males in aviation is being discussed at the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration. And there's a video of it. from a 2022 meeting for the deputy chief operating officer, a black female arguing that more airline workers need to go from the ramp to the cockpit, complaining that flight ops in America are white male dominated. And they needed to get a little uncomfortable and talk about what the future could look like. So there's this part of this Uh, article is not only about this, but then it's about a pilot who works for Delta Airlines who spilled the beans that apparently Delta is promoting transgender pilots even though they get really bad reviews from captains they fly with. These are pilots 
that get negative reviews repeatedly during their first year probationary period with Delta Airlines. Regarding things like attitude, crew resource management, judgment. Yet the chief pilot's office at Delta does nothing about it. This Delta pilot's conclusion is that if this hadn't have been a transgender pilot, they would not have successfully completed their probationary period. So let me ask you this. Do you want to fly with a Delta pilot or a United pilot who is inferior in their skill sets to keep you alive and safe? Do you want to fly with somebody like that because they're tranny? What do you think about that? 503-589-1220. It's the power of Buick GMC Talk. Let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Thanks for hanging on through the break. Good morning, Jeff. Just a quick one. Um, the, uh, boy, I'm getting a, um, well, anyway. Can't do anything about the echo. You're just going to have to fight through it. Go. Okay. Uh, the, uh, ticker, the kicker takes care of all the problems when they remove that. Today, <laughs> on, you think so? The, oh, yeah, stealing all the kicker is, from the from the people who get the money back, who earned it, who paid it to the state of Oregon, taking that money away to spend it on programs that fail at the state level, that solves the problem, huh? I'll bet you they just keep coming up with excuses, reasons for it. Because the Republican Party hasn't taken a position. Today, what I was going to talk about real quick, they're talking about uh, the um, urban flood safety and water quality districts. And I'm just asking about have they included research on the dams and also with Willamette Valley. Well, that's a good so question. We I don't know the answer to that. About the dams. I mean, I, I would, you know, if you're talking water quality, nothing could demonstrate uh, worse water water quality than what's happened in the city of Sweet Home in Lebanon because they lowered Green Peter Reservoir to nothing. And it has destroyed the quality of the water. I mean, it, it's people cannot drink their own water in the city of sweet home. It's how bad it is. So, if you know, that's a fair question to ask. I wonder if they are having that discussion. Where is that discussion being held, by the way, Tim? It's a Senate Committee on Veterans, Emergency Management, and Federal World Affairs. Eight o'clock. Okay. Folks, we'll be able to watch that in the war room. Tim, are you going to be joining us in the war room today? I will be after that. Fantastic. You can report to us, and you should ask that question in relation to taking down dams. I think that's a great question. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> Obamacare was the instrument by which our government made law so that they could uh, so that they could interfere in 
our private lives. But through Obamacare, they define that uh, if you're mentally ill, you can't own a gun and other kinds of things, and they're, and they're interfering in our ability to pursue happiness on our own. And this whole thing of defining happiness as something that the government has to control. Um, Karl Marx said, the first requisite for the happiness of the people is the abolition of religion. And that's one of the things that these communists really believe. I had a Black Lives Matter person say to me, we don't give compassion and we don't seek compassion. And when we're finished, we won't read, we won't, um, come on, I can't say it now. We won't regret the terror. So they have a an encompassing of terror at the same time that they uh, are saying that we're lonely and not happy and that they need to interfere in our lives. Great point. They want to be God. And one that, of course, though they don't believe in God. Thank you, Rebecca. It's 648, folks. Back in a moment. There's even more. And I'll talk about that when we come back. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. I have two questions for you. Questions of the day. One of them is, comes from Josh Michael, whose uh, who's great show, Non-Compliant America, is on Saturdays here on KSLM at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He... He poses a really good question. Folks, for those of you, I mean, we haven't talked about it today, but Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin, uh, it airs today at 5 p.m. Pacific. So here's the question. Do you think there might be a false flag, you know, thing that might happen, you know, like a school shooting maybe today? You know, just before... The Tucker Carlson interview. I'm just saying that, folks. Or how about an internet blackout? What do you think? You think government would try to do that, actually? Hmm. Here's the other second question of the day. Try this one on. How long, since the UK is doing it, and we apparently love the UK, you know, because we're, you know, hiring UK companies to limit our free speech and report us to the FBI. By the way, that's the subject of, that's Kate Brown's, or not Kate, Tina Kotek's Ministry of Truth. That's that federal lawsuit that I am a part of. Last night, well, actually a day or so ago, our lawyer informed us that we have been granted permission by the judge to depose the state employee who's at the heart of this thing. You know, because we're asking for an injunction to stop it. 
because it's a clear violation of the First Amendment. The state didn't want to let us talk to that person to depose them as part of our lawsuit. The judge said, yeah, state, you got to let your employee who's in the middle of this be deposed. That'll be interesting. Stay tuned on that. So I say all of that to say this. How long, since we love the UK and the UK has a minister of loneliness, how long until somebody at the you know Department of Human Services or maybe... Um, the Oregon Health Authority, how long until they propose a, you know, a loneliness department, a loneliness czar? Hmm? How long? Linda writes this email, another problem the government caused, and it is perpetuated, loneliness. Working from home is isolation. So now the government will create another agency and another high-paying minister. Since when do the inmates run the asylum and refuse to go to the workplace and they get away with it? So let me ask that a question of you who are, let's say you're government employees and you work from home. Does that create loneliness? You like it? You want more work from home or less? Do you miss the office? Should you go back to the office? What do you think? Would love to hear from you, by the way. You can shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Or you can call 503-589-1220. That's the Power of Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. we got a few minutes left in the show today. By the way, thank you to those of you who have done business with Freedom Heating and Air. I get emails from you from time to time and you love working with Freedom Heating and Air because of who they are and the great work that they do on your behalf. You know, that's a good testimony. Why don't you give them a try? 503-580-1456-580-1456. So are you like, this person who just contacted me said, I work 75% from the office and 25% in home. I need to see people or I will get lonely. But is loneliness in the workplace or loneliness in life, is that a problem that government should even be involved with at all? Hmm. No, it isn't. Let's go to Gary and then I got to read a great email from Doug. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Uh, I can't keep up with conspiracy theories because I can barely keep up with what's going on in actuality. Okay. Say, I wanted to share something. You know, I film uh, a lot of these things, and I filmed the the testimony at the forestry thing. A couple things that I picked up on uh, watching it. One, when I started off with Forest for Oregon and what we want to do is give people land that's being controlled by the state, uh, one of the uh, Sierra Club puppets was nodding in agreement with me. Uh, And then the other thing I noticed when I said that that this spotted owl was going to die no matter what we did, you could see, even though they're wearing masks, you know, real science people, Uh, Even though they're wearing masks, you could see their eyes look over at the forestry uh, department and go, is this true? 
they couldn't believe it. And then the third thing I noticed was they, the word that they like to use a lot was best science. What in the world is best science other than science that agrees with us, which means it's not science whatsoever? Of course, it's not science. It's pseudoscience Bingo. dressed up as science. And it's, it's manipulated. science as a, yes. as a weapon to beat you politically. That's exactly what it's about. It's all about political ideology. And it's not anything to do with reality. Gary, thank you. No, it's I not science it. at all, and that's what—that's the point that we're trying to make, and we got to hammer it home. Anyway, go Ducks. Go Beavs. You know, the reality of that is that what he just said, folks, people often repeat that science is this, science says that. Does it really? Or is it manipulated data? You know, like the hockey stick graph. You guys remember that one? about Earth's temperatures, roundly proven wrong, or about all of the climate predictions. All of them are based on computer models, and not a one of them, not one, has been accurate, folks. Not one. But it's all science. By the way, Nancy, thank you for the, the compliment. Yes, when I misspeak, I tell you, folks, she also says these studies mean nothing. You can't legislate every part of a person's life. You just can't. Everyone who lives alone can get lonely. So get your fat blank off the couch. Go volunteer at your local senior center. Cook food or do dishes. Volunteer driving people to get to their doctor's appointments. Pick up the trash off the city streets. Go to food share and help package up food for the hungry. Be like you and get active in politics. Go to your local elementary school and volunteer to read to little kids. Go to the Salem Hospital and volunteer there. We all get lonely at times, but that's why God gave us feet, hands, and a brain. Use them for others. Well said, Nancy. Doug writes this. Americans need to admit we've been overtaken. The revolution has already been won by the fascist commie globalists that hate Americans. It's pathetic to learn what we have to put up with far way too long. The enemy's in charge now. And he lists a lot of things that's hard to argue with. You know, the good news is that you and I can talk about this and we can take action in our lives. We don't need a ministry of loneliness in Oregon. We need God. We need you and I yes, to go do something and help our fellow man. And you won't be lonely. See you in the war room today, the iClock, 8 o'clock.